Hello and welcome to Oakwood Connects. We are going to be finishing up our look at the parable of the sower. Hello there. We are still practicing our social distancing, so here I am and by myself, and we're going to wrap up today the parable of the of the sower we have looked at all the key elements of this parable in past uh podcasts so go ahead and check out those episodes if you need to but today we're finally going to see the good soil and you know this is where we all want to be this is who we all want to be i believe um so let's take a look at it matthew chapter 13 and we're going to look at verse 8 and it says but others speaking of uh, the seed fell on good ground and yielded a crop some a hundred some 60 some 30 fold and then jesus explains the parable to us and to his uh, disciples matthew 13 same chapter and we look at verse 23 it says but he who received seed on the good ground is he who hears the word understands it who indeed bears fruit and produces some a hundredfold some 60 and some 30. you know when we uh we've looked at this again like i said and um it's no shock to us humanity is the soil you know uh and again that shouldn't shock us as we as we kind of put the bible together god created us out of the dust of the ground the scriptures tell us and when we read this when we see all these different grounds we see the rocky ground or the or the wayside or the ones that grew up with the thorns and then we see this good soil you know I, it raises a question of predestination have you ever struggled with the question of of predestination you know it almost seems to say that here's the earth and and the sower just went willy-nilly throwing seed all over the place and you know some were able to accept it some didn't even bother because it's not their fault after all they were this you know the wayside or the stony ground and so on and so forth and then it seems to suggest that there was people that were just already predestined to accept the the seed because after all when we look at soil it's not like we've done anything with it necessarily so we start to see this idea of predestination and i just wanted to address that real quick because if you want to talk about predestination here is our predestination if you go to ephesians chapter 1 starting at verse 4 ephesians 1 verse 4 it says just as he chose us in him speaking of god before the foundation of the world that we should be holy and without blame before him in love having predestined us to adoption as sons by jesus christ to himself according to the good pleasure of his will to the praise of the glory of his grace by which he made us accepted in the beloved so yes we are all born with a bend towards sin but also we are born 
predestined for the inheritance. You know, again, the the, the good soil isn't one that was predestined before time. We were all predestined to be the good soil. And like we have already talked about in other episodes, the ground, one is willing to accept what is given. You know, I love the analogy that is being used here because when we look at the analogy of seeds and growing you know, I've talk, I talk about this a lot where it is amazing that when you look at a tiny little seed, everything that is in that seed, it can grow up to be the tallest of trees. It can grow up to be a plant that produces fruit. It can be a tree that grows up, then proceeds to produce fruit, and then proceeds to produce more seed for more trees, so on and so forth. That tiny little seed is truly amazing. And it it really does show us we really don't know how things really work. We know how some things work, but when it comes to when it comes to nature, when it comes to the real things of life, yes, we know that trees produce oxygen, right? And we know that scientifically, okay, but how? How does that work exactly? And yes, there's all these nuances to that, but they still, when you really think about it, they make no sense. I use the example of the the human body all the time. We run off a battery that never needs charging. Yes, eventually it does stop, but it's got a pretty long uh, life rate on it. Doracell can't do that. It is truly amazing that we take sleep for granted. We we sleep trusting that we'll get up the next day. We trust that. Why do we trust that? Everything shuts down, but not really. It still keeps going. It's truly amazing. And we that's why, you know, we're told to go to nature that there are plenty of sermons in nature. So, as we look at this farmer or this sower, I also want us to think of the earthly farmer. Earthly farmers do not just throw seed everywhere in hopes that maybe it might come up or maybe not, whatever. No, they do everything possible for that seed. It's their livelihood. So they make sure that it goes to the good ground. So again, to think that we're predestined, some are predestined to just not accept the seed, that is not the case at all. Quite the opposite, we are all predestined for the inheritance that God wants to give us. So again, as we start to think of this and and we start to think of the soil, uh, you know, the soil, what does it need in order for a seed to grow? How, what does, what does the earth need? Because here's the thing we go and we, we plant seeds, you know, if you have a garden or something like that, and we put it in the ground and 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 then we wait and then it produces. Now again, we do certain things, right? We can give it food, we can give it nutrients and we can give it water and stuff like that, but ultimately we wait for something miraculous to happen. And so that's what we're looking at here. The good seed, what does it do? It it works with the sower. The sower casts the seed 
and then that good soil takes that seed and then not on its own in any way it still works with the sower by allowing the sower to do what it does and what does the sower do what do earthly farmers do well they water it right and there's all of these these analogies there's all of these you know god used this jesus used this parable on purpose uh we should be able to get everybody should be able to get what he's saying you know we look at the water what does john chapter 4 tell us and i apologize you know here we are doing a podcast and i listen to other podcasts and one of my pet peeves is hearing paper flip in the background but uh what am i gonna do i'm sitting here with a bible and uh I have to do so. So John chapter 4, verse 16 says, I'm sorry, verse 10. Verse 10 tells us, John chapter 4, verse 10. Jesus answered and said to her, If you knew the gift of God and who it was who says to you, Give me a drink, you would have asked him, and would he, and he would have given you living water. So Jesus is that living water that the water that waters the seed, that the soil continues to allow the um, the sower to work with. What about uh, what else do we do for our seeds? They need they need sun, don't they? They need sun. Well, so do we, right? So does the good soil. So do those who follow God. And in Psalms chapter uh, one nineteen, chapter one nineteen at verse one thirty tells us the entrance of your word gives light it gives understanding so we need the word of god it's it's the light it's our sun if you will that uh that gives us understanding and verse 105 in the same psalm psalm 119 it says your word is a lamp to my feet a light to my path so again jesus is our water he is our sun what about uh what about our nutrients, right? A good soil needs nutrients. We go back to John. And again, I apologize for the flipping. John chapter 6. John chapter 6, verses 34 through 35 tell us, Then they said to him, Lord, give us this bread always. And Jesus said to them, I am the bread of life. He who comes to me shall never hunger. He who believes in me shall never thirst. And then, so this ground, once again, it takes in the sun, it takes in the nutrients, it takes in the water, and it's able to do what? It's able to grow fruit, right? After the good soil takes in all that God wants to give us, all that God wants to give us, after that, it produces fruit. And we see that um, in Matthew chapter 7. And again, there's... There's plenty of other verses for all of these. I'm just trying to hit one because, again, I'm being self-conscious about the paper flipping. Uh, Matthew 13. Let me get there. Matthew 13, verse 23. But he who received the seed on the good ground is he who hears the word and understands it, who needs, who indeed bears fruit and produces, some a hundredfold, some sixty, some thirty. So again, before and while, because I don't want us to sit here and think that we have to wait until work is complete. 
But the point is, is that the, the soil allows the sower to cultivate, to, to work with it. And so he gives the, the sower gives him everything too, gives the seed everything. And then after that, it produces other fruit. Well, what is that other fruit? What is that fruit? You know, Galatians chapter five gives us a little insight on that. These are all very familiar verses, right? That we know Galatians chapter five, which is always a hard one to get to. Let me get there, sorry. Always seems to hide on you. Galatians five, verse 22, it says, but the fruit of the spirit. So this is what God produces in us. And by the way, you can't produce something into something else without having it first, without being it first, if you will. And so this is what God produces in us. Galatians 5, 22, but the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, long suffering, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such, there is no law. And those who are Christ's have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. If we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. So again, this is what God produces in us when you talk about the first fruits of, of what happens to us as we're being cultivated. The fruit that we produce, we produce the character of Christ. We produce love, joy, peace, kindness, patience, goodness, faithfulness, those things, you know, as, as, as Christians, what we want, what every Christian wants to do is to do the gospel message, right? We want others to know who Christ is. It's not, uh, it's not something that we're forced to do. We can't help it. It's who we know. It's what makes sense. We know the truth and, and, and we love it. And so therefore we want others to hear it. And so this is what happens to us. This is what God produces in us. So we can't we can't do that angrily. That doesn't make sense, right? We can't do that uh, forcing people. We do it out of love. We do it out of patience, out of kindness, out of goodness. These are the first fruits. I think a lot of times we uh, try to separate these two things because one side might say well this is what god produces in us this is the fruit others will say well no the fruit is other people that you bring into the church they work together they can't help it so we have this relationship with god which in turn gives us this relationship with our fellow man and so it does the same thing the holy spirit does the same thing as it produces these fruits in us it makes us do others do things for others, which in turn produces that fruit as well. And this is all going on in the good soil. You know, the good soil it does it it it's there. It it yes, it works with God, but it's not the work that we might think. When we say the word works, you know, we're, we're kind of always scared of that word. 
it works with God. It doesn't, it allows God to do the work in him or her. So it doesn't disregard God's word. It doesn't accept it and then does nothing with it. It doesn't allow the world to choke it out. It accepts by faith all that God has to offer in Christ. It accepts the refreshing new life that God has to offer.